Hi, friends. Welcome to Unyielding, a podcast for Pathways to Hope Network. Our goal for this podcast is to connect with mothers of children facing the juvenile court system. We want to use this platform to give a voice to the challenges you're facing while you're learning to navigate the sometimes scary and uncertain world we enter when our child has been charged with a crime. For the next 30 or so minutes, we hope that you will feel seen. We hope that you are reminded of your value and that you leave a little stronger than you arrived. Most importantly, though, we hope to honor the always beautiful, often heart-wrenching, unyielding love that a mother has for her child. Hey, friends. It is good to be back with you again. I look forward to this time that we have together, and I hope that in some ways you do too. I read once in a book that when we react, so when we react to a situation or anything, we forfeit our personal God-given power to think, feel, and behave in our own best interest. That kind of just really stood out to me, and I, I started really spending some time thinking about it. When we react, we forfeit our personal God-given power to think, feel, and behave in our own best interest. So instead of being in control of what we want for ourselves, we let others determine when we will be happy. When we react, we give over our control of deciding when we will be peaceful. We let someone else determine when we're going to be upset. In today's episode, we are talking about something that we can all relate to, reacting. I think for us as parents on this particular journey, we get stuck in this cycle of like respond, respond, respond. And I think it has to do with the fact that our nervous system is... In some cases, for some of the moms that I work with, in a constant state of being kind of triggered, when you are going through something like this with your child and they're in crisis, you know, I mean, if this is like more than just like you went through a period of time where your child was arrested, they, they're incarcerated now, you're dealing with kind of the ramifications of that. Then you also have parents who don't have that, but they're just continuing to have one thing after the next, after the next, after the next coming up and going on for them in their lives. And you're just constantly triggered into this crisis mode over and over and over again. So what happens is we develop this method of like, okay, as soon as something happens, I'm going to respond. I'm going to find the answer. I'm going to fix it. So There's an event that takes place and then there's our reaction. And there is a sense of urgency in us in order for us to know what that action is going to be and a feeling of panic if we can't figure out what the right thing is. And we get stuck in this cycle of respond, respond, respond. Mandy Smith is the author of a book called Unfettered, which I have been reading through and kind of spending time journaling about and thinking through some of the things she's talking about in the book. And she says, 
in one of her chapters, she says, our habit of respond, respond, respond can lead to unsuccessful outcomes, things that we couldn't fix, things that we didn't control and that we still don't understand. Our efforts to mask the failure can last only so long before our souls cave in. We tell ourselves responding seems to work for others, so there must be something lacking in us. In response, we take on more burdens. We work harder. We read another book. We buy another product. We obsess about our shortcomings. We're the very broken lamplighter on his sad little planet, and the cycle just perpetuates until it breaks us. That's like hard to hear. The cycle perpetuates until it breaks us. I think the greatest risk in your life right now is not what's going on with your child, believe it or not. The greatest risk that you are up against right now is that what's going on with your child is going to break you. And you are the most important asset your child has. It may not feel like it right now. In fact, I'm sure that you spend most of the time feeling pretty useless, but you are their very best chance at getting through this. And if you are so focused on trying to fix him or fix her or fix the situation that you end up broken, which mama, if you're having trouble sleeping, that's not a good sign. If you are not eating, that's not a good sign. And so your greatest risk really is you breaking. And what we need to work on, because it's going to be a process, because it's not easy, because it sounds completely opposite of what you should be doing, but what we need to be doing is working on you taking care of yourself and from the overflow of that, please hear me, it goes to your child. You have to be well. So how do we do that? Well, we're going to talk about reacting. And today's episode is going to be based around replacing reaction with rest. You're going to be tempted to listen all the way through and think, oh, that was really great information. And then the time is going to come when you're going to have a decision to make on how you handle a situation. And it's going to be really hard to choose to do something different. But I do believe that this is going to somewhere stick inside you. And you might not do it the first time or the second time or the third time, but maybe the fourth time you'll try something a little different and you'll feel a little different because you can tell the difference when you respond in a way that your body needs you to respond. And when you basically do what your, um, what your gut is telling you to do, which is to protect at all costs, even yourself that's a hard thing to fight against, but I think that we can get there. In fact, I don't just think that we can get there. I know that we can get there because I was the same way. And, you know, for years, 
I held on to it and held on to it and held on to it until my blood pressure was sky high. And I was in the hospital for my first panic and anxiety attack and was put on antidepressant medication. And, and t- I mean, it really took all of that before I got to the point where I was like, something has got to change because I am no good to anybody like this. So let's talk about that. A quote that I heard one time is that fear is temporary and regret is forever. And so part of this process is learning to recognize when you're reacting. And typically when I find I'm reacting is when I'm in a situation where I feel fearful. So there's something going on with my child at school again, and I have to go deal with this situation What's it going to be like? What are we going to do? Are they going to kick him out? Where am I going to put him? I have to take another day off work. All of these fears are kind of creeping up inside you, right? Or he's uh, didn't come home again tonight. And where is he at? And should I go look for him? No, I'm not going to go look for him. Like, yes, I have to look for him. Let me just text his friends. When you find yourself in that place where there is fear, that is usually a good indicator that you are about to be in a position where you are going to be reacting. So fear is temporary, regret is forever. I love that quote because it's like that feeling that you're having in that moment, that is a temporary feeling, but respond the wrong way and the regret that you'll feel is forever. Right. And that's part of what is so hard about being a mom in this season is because you always have the fear that you're making the wrong choice. You know, you never know for sure because it's impossible to know. And so you're always in this constant state of fear. And like I said before, I mean, you do any research online about people with anxiety or panic disorders, they are really suffering from their ability to shift their body out of a state of panic. And that's basically what a panic attack is. It's like your body is telling you that you should be fearful of something even if your mind knows it's not that big of a deal. That's what a panic attack is. So your body is freaking out like we got to get away from this lion that's chasing us. And in your mind, you're looking around and you're like, it's really, it's not, I don't, I think the lion might be behind a cage. It's not that big of a deal to worry about, but your body is still having that reaction. That's what a panic and anxiety attack feels like. And you can't calm yourself down. It's like you cannot calm yourself down. And so learning to recognize when you're reacting. So when you're feeling a sense of fear, other things that you might be feeling, You might be feeling anxious. Like I said, you feel like, oh my gosh, I I need to do something. There's something I should be doing. What did I forget? You're pacing kind of back and forth. I had a mom I was talking to the other day share with me how she was supporting her friend, who's another mom who's really been struggling, and how after they got off the phone, she was just walking around like not sure what to do and like super anxious and super nervous. And that's what that is, is like, that's your brain is taking what's going on, even if it is with somebody else. And it's saying like, whoa, 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 we know this feeling. And we know when this thing happens, then we need to start 
freaking out or figuring something out. And so even though it wasn't her child, her brain and her body were still responding as if it was. Okay, so you could be feeling anxious. Another thing that you could be feeling is afraid, could be feeling indignant. Another feeling is outrage. So if something happens and you're just like, I am going to kill this kid, you know, like the anger flares up. Okay, there is a reaction coming, um, rejected. So you could feel really like, wow, that was hurtful. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a horrible mom because my child would never say something like this to me if I wasn't. You know, that feeling of rejection, that can trigger a reaction also. What's the next thing that you're going to do in that situation? Is it going to lead to anger? Is it going to lead to kind of feeling sorry for yourself and feeling like a failure and having shame. How are you going to handle that? And another one is worried. So if you're worrying about something, there's a reaction that's going to take place. I think the biggest, like biggest way to encapsulate it all is that if you feel like you are losing your peace, that's the strongest indicator that there's a reaction that's coming. So there's a shift that's going on. And I know my friend, you who are listening, who's like, peace, what is, what is that? Well, I haven't had that for a very long time. I know that there are some moms right now who feel like peace is extremely fleeting. And another good indication that we're heading towards breakdown. And so this is going to be something that is very important for you to begin the process of incorporating into your life, into your daily situations. Okay, so when you experience these feelings before you have a reaction, here's the first thing. Whatever you're feeling, you allow it. Okay, so you're feeling worried, you're feeling anxious, you're feeling indignant, you're feeling rejected, whatever it might be, you allow yourself to feel that feeling. Okay, so you recognize what it is. And then you will recognize this coming with that along with that this feeling of needing to react and to respond, and that you're almost jonesing to fix. Like you have this really strong urge in you, almost like an addiction that's like, I have to do something about this now, okay? And in that moment, when you find yourself there, I have to do something about this now. I want you to, I want you to breathe. Because the first thing that breathing does is it tells your nervous system to relax, it sends a message to the brain. Hold on. We're taking a deep breath. We wouldn't be doing that if we were in danger. And it's going to instantly start to relax you. Okay. So deep breaths. Now, your only goal right now, your only goal is one thing. Say or do as little as possible until your peace is restored. Okay, so say or do as little as possible until your peace is restored. But how do we get to the place where our peace is restored? Well, deep breathing is one of them. 
For me, cleaning is one of them. And so if I can put some headphones in and organize a junk drawer or clean out my fridge or uh, what are those things that, you know, you never get to, like the top of the washing machine all gets nasty and dirty, you know, like headphones in, I'm breathing, I'm listening to um, some music that I know is going to make me feel better, whatever that may be for you. Uh, for me personally, I feel like country music. I don't know why I, maybe it's just like all the misery in the country songs, but still like a danceable beat. Country music does it for me and worship music. I love Lauren Daigle, especially her album that has still Rolling Stones on it. Cause she has some upbeat songs, you know, but it's like positive message and you know, but headphones in and you, and clean something that helps. Whatever it is that makes you relax, like if there is something that you can do that helps you to relax, whatever that might be, go for a walk, same thing, same idea, get outside, you know, breathe the air, okay, it doesn't matter, it's raining, even better, go be out there in the rain and get yourself drenched and soaked and breathe and come back and take a hot shower and crawl in your bed with a cup of tea and know that it doesn't need an answer right now. And in fact, in fact, there isn't an answer right now. The chances that you are going to actually come up with the perfect solution to every single problem your child is facing right now in this moment is literally zero. Okay? So... We need to work on fixing you because you are your child's greatest asset. Okay, so it doesn't have to be dealt with today. You can step away from it. You can walk away from it. And my guess is the answer that you come up with after stepping away and being in a state of calmness is going to be a million times better than what you would have came up with in a state of panic. Um, calling a friend is also good. So if you can get headphones in and take your cell phone and call a friend and go for a walk, that's like the best thing because there's actually studies that show that walking helps to uh, regulate what's going on inside you. It's very therapeutic. The big takeaway is that what you need to do is that you need to separate yourself emotionally mentally and physically if needed from whatever, wherever this thing is taking place. You want to separate yourself in those moments when you're feeling that way. You separate yourself emotionally, mentally, and physically if needed. And that in that moment can look like, let's say you're having a conversation with your child in the kitchen and they're getting really disrespectful and being loud and you're you can feel your alarms are all going off so okay i'm recognizing here's a sign i'm about to react to this what's it going to be to have a phrase like prepared in your mind i'm big on like preparing a phrase <laughs> for situations i think i've talked about that a lot actually in a in a few different episodes but 
have a phrase that you're going to say when you find yourself in that situation, because you don't want to just walk away, then they follow you. But if you have something that you can say as it's kind of like a release point. So something like, I love you and I need space for a minute. You're important to me and I don't want to screw this up. And you walk away. And what you're doing is you're disengaging in a way that is also still loving. So I love you and I need space for a minute. You're important to me and I don't want to screw this up. So it's not rejection. It's not abandonment. It's I need space. It's excellent modeling for your child. Because imagine if your son got really upset or you guys were heated in an argument. I talk about sons a lot. I'm giving them a bad rap, but but the majority of them are sons. So I know that there are daughters too. So daughters and mothers especially, they can get into it. So you're in a heated debate. If they said to you, I love you, mom, and I need space for a minute because you're important to me and I don't want to screw this up. You would be like, okay, that would mean everything to you, right? So it's the same thing, like you're modeling that. So it's not rejection. It's not abandonment. It's putting up a boundary, stating what you need, and telling the truth about a situation because that is the truth, right? It's not, uh, I got to get out of here. Otherwise, I'm going to say something I regret or I better, I better leave before I tell you what I really think, you know, like it's not that. It's different than that. And, and when you do step away and you go on that walk or you journal or you whatever it might be, take that time to kind of examine what happened. Okay, what went on right there? Our feelings when they are caged become wild. And so you want to spend some time. This now what's going to happen next is this time that you spend, you're not going to be looking for a solution to whatever the problem is that's transpiring. Your job on this is to figure out what just transpired that created that reaction in you. And one of the best ways that I have found for me to do that is I heard this on a Netflix special that Brene Brown did. She gave the example of using this phrase. The phrase is, the story I'm telling myself is. Okay. And so when you're out on that walk, maybe if you get past the venting stage with your friend or in a journal or in your car or praying about it with God, the story I'm telling myself is. The reason that that is so powerful is because the situation that is happening in front of you is your perception, is what is being seen through the filter of you. And what we see and experience is seldomly what's really going on. Okay, so your child being disrespectful to you is not necessarily about them not caring about you or having little regard for you. Them being disrespectful has a story about them also. So they're feeling something that they're acting that way. There's a story going on within the story. 
And so examining what happened by asking ourselves, the story I'm telling myself is, and you tell the story from your perception. You, you say like the story I'm telling myself is she has no regard for others. She is completely selfish. She doesn't care about what I think. She doesn't care about what I do. She absolutely wants to do her own thing. She hates her family. You tell the story, whatever it is that you're telling yourself. And then you recognize that that is the story that you're telling yourself. And then once you know the story, you be honest with yourself. And you begin to ask yourself, are you trying to control a situation? Are you taking responsibility for someone else? And really start to dissect your interpretation of what's going on and whether or not there's another possible interpretation. So he's selfish. He doesn't think about anyone but himself. Is there another possible interpretation of that? Yeah, he's insecure and he feels a constant need to protect himself that's another interpretation. Here's what's happening is you're creating neural pathways in your brain to be able to process through stress and trauma differently. See, right now you have one pathway. That's it. You got one Stimulus, one response. It's the same thing every time. Stimulus, response, stimulus, response. And it's the same way. And it's the same thing that happens every time. And when we repeat an action, it creates neural pathways in our brain. So imagine you're on one side of the field and you want to get to the other and you take a path. Well, the next time you come to that spot, you'll be able to a little bit visibly see that there has been some grass that's been walked on in this one spot. And if you were to take that again and again and again and again, if any of you go hiking, you know what this is, there becomes a path. So if you are someone who's ever gone for a hike or hiked a mountain, you know that there is one path and everybody takes that path. You don't ever go off to the left or to the right. You just stay on that path. Well, the same thing happens in our brains. So we have these neural pathways. And within an instant, we go from stimulus to response. And when that pattern is created over and over again, that neural pathway gets very strong. When you take the time to examine what's going on, you're starting to create new neural pathways. And it's challenging. It's difficult because you don't have any, any muscle memory behind it. But the more you do it, the more you're going to switch how you respond and how you react to things. For me, I know that I'm closer to the actual truth when I feel a little bit of a shift inside myself. Because what will happen is as I'm talking about it or as I'm journaling it or as I'm praying about it, there's a little shift that kind of happens and my anger begins to dissipate. And that's when I know, like, I'm okay, I'm closer to the truth than I was. So the goal isn't to get rid of your negative thoughts and feelings because that's impossible. Your goal is to change your response to them. And so hopefully today you have a little bit better idea of how to change your response to them. See, you're going to react very differently in that calm state 
with some other possible interpretations in your mind of what could be going on than you would in the angry, fearful, anxious state. Here's a few things to remember. What I'm about to say next is not going to land with 95% of you. (laughs) And that's okay because you're not there yet, but you will get there. You are responsible only for yourself. Mama, you are responsible only for yourself. When we have this realization and we adopt this truth that you are only responsible for yourself, we empty ourselves of our own agenda and our needs to control. Whatever comes next doesn't have to be entirely our making. We are only responsible for ourselves. When we take care of ourselves, we're in a better emotional mental state. We're in a better place to be able to respond appropriately. We're better parents to our kids. It feels like doing nothing is negligent, but doing nothing right now is the very best thing that you can do. So it doesn't mean doing nothing forever, unless maybe that's the realization that you come to is, yeah, this isn't mine. I'm I'm not supposed to do anything with this. So I'm just going to figure out how best to love them and support them in this moment and to keep working on taking care of myself. I know that you wish they would see the light and that they would set themselves straight. But in each scenario that you face, what I want you to do is to look for your light and set yourself straight. Look for your light. What is the best way for me to show up in this moment and set yourself straight? And finally, just wait until your mind and emotions are calm before you re-engage. And so that's kind of the goal, right? So we started out with like the very um, first goal was to kind of learn to recognize when you're reacting. The second goal was to say or do as little as possible until peace is restored. And then the last thing is to wait until your mind and emotions are calm before you re-engage. That is your best chance of showing up as your best self, which ultimately at the end of this journey, what you will look back on are the ways and the regrets that you have over how you showed up or the pride that you feel over how you showed up. So it's not going to be perfect. It's going to be messy, but that's really the best option. Okay all I have for today. And um, I wish you and your family all the best this Christmas season. Okay, friends, well, that wraps it up for this week. Thanks so much for listening to Unyielding. I really hope that you found this information helpful and that it served you in some way today. If you did, could you show some love to this community of mamas by leaving a review and subscribing? You know how lonely this journey can be. And when you leave positive reviews and subscribe, it makes a big difference in helping other struggling moms out there find us. Oh, and don't forget to check out Pathways to Hope Network's website. The link will always be in the show notes below. 
where you can access an ever-growing library of resources, like a list of local and national resources that may be helpful, a page entirely devoted to frequently asked questions, as well as our blogs that cover a variety of topics. When you visit the page, remember to subscribe so you're added to our monthly newsletter designed to encourage and educate you throughout this process and beyond. You can also find our social media pages on Facebook and Instagram, posts designed to help keep you fighting. Remember, family is like life. It's a fight for territory, and once you stop fighting for what you want, what you don't want will automatically take over. Until next week, friends, remember we are stronger together.